4: So, I'm sorry to report to my friends in Chicago, the nightmare
1: continues. Chicago Tribune sports page. Really? Column by Stephen. Rosenbloom? Steve Rosenbloom. You know him? Never heard the Never name heard before yet.
2: Steve Rosenbloom. I think Chance the Rabbi is the way to go.
3: Brian
4: Peruk. <laughs> well, when's he coming back? I said, do you want to come back? And it was an emphatic, no. We're glad he misses us.
1: Sitting in for Mike Esposito, who's sitting in for Jordan Burnfield, who's sitting in for Wayne Randazzo, who's sitting in for Mark Grody, who's
4: sitting in for Brian Peruke. It's Matt Spiegel. This is funny because we're trying so hard to make this funny and it's not funny. They suck so you
2: don't have to.
4: Baseball is full of suck right now.
2: For some reason they sing.
4: With well, A duck duck here and a quack quack there, right?
2: Take the last train to Turdsville and we'll meet you at the station. Take the last train to Turdsville. They're in need of sanitation, don't you know? Oh, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa.
2: Now they won't stop singing. Needle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a master's course. In stupid. You're tapping two kegs of stupid, and it is really flowing.
4: What percentage is five bucks uh, on a hundred?
1: They have celebrity rebukes. This is Wayne Messmer, Senior Executive Vice President of the Wolves. You know, in all my years involved in sports and many teams, I have never been involved with something that sucks so badly. The three words that best describe this show are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. It's Rosenbloom and Spiegel on WSCR. 670 the score.
2: We should be 670 WSUK. Men. Steve Rosenblum Matt Spiegel, Saturday Suckage, three hours of romp and stomp and suckage with you. And speaking of suckage, if the game had come off this afternoon instead of tonight, and it does come off tonight, at one o'clock, you'd be working with me, which really sucks when Marquis goes on the air. At two o'clock, when you get off the air and you took the Prince. Young Reuben is here with us today. He
4: is indeed uh, out in the uh, in in the, uh, the
2: the alley. I was going to say it's not really the alley, Terry but... Boar's way, which is uh, you just have to let that one go right now. <laughs>
4: There's a lot of lot of hookers uh, out there, <laughs> <on> Terry <laughs> <There> Boar's <laughs> way. Certainly are. It's
2: like the Art Patek Bridge on North <laughs> North Avenue. That's right. And human beings were stunned. So <laughs> so the the prince suggested we talk video games. And then you ushered him out of here. And so we're going to talk. Could you have watched Marquee Network in its debut today had you not been here? But even when he got off the air? At home? At my house? Uh-huh. No. No. There, I'm, uh... there are baseball games today. Your sport, your uh-huh. deal... And Yeah, there's there's supposed to be
4: fifteen today. Supposed to be thirty teams in action today. A couple games have been canceled already. Uh but to your point, if I were to go home and relax and turn on the TV and kick back, uh that is uh not one of the games I could watch. Not today.
2: How are you feeling about that?
4: Um uh, annoyed, certainly annoyed, but I I saw this coming as as a longtime Xfinity user, and the convenience is the bundle for me because I'm one of those guys. Like the best internet that I can get is that one, and so cost effectively, I might as well get the cable and the phone. I've I've previously gone to them. And complained and threatened to leave. And they reduced my bill greatly, which they will do sometimes. Mm-hmm.
2: That's the way to get it done, by uh-huh. the way. Well, yeah. and, I, and I was serious. Especially, I was, well, especially these days. That's whoo- the way to get it done. I was
4: a, very, very serious. I'd done the cord-cutting research and all of that. So anyway, that's where I am. And I knew this was not going to be easy with them because cable companies are gangsters. And because ball clubs... And in this case, the ball club with its own proprietary network is going to hold out and negotiate as much as as much as they can because of the different deals that they're making with everybody. So this I knew was going to be awkward and it's going to stay awkward. I don't expect a deal to be done with Xfinity until opening day, because if you're Xfinity, why pay? Mm -hmm. Why, Why pay for the spring training games? And and from Xfinity's perspective, they can just let the anxiety turn to anger, and they can know that the majority of that anger is going to go towards the Cubs. I don't know. I don't know why it goes to the 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 team instead of the cable network when the cable network has has as much to say in this as, as the team, but Not it's going all. to go towards the team.
2: Not at all. The team wants money. The team's going to raise your price. The, tr- the, the cable company is not going to eat the cost that the Cubs are demanding. So the Cubs, the team with its network, mm-hmm. are just arrogantly walking in and say, and ter- Tom Ricketts said it this week, call Comcast. Here's our network. You want to watch our games? This is the only place you can watch our games? It must be. It must be the cable company's fault. No, it's not. It's the Cubs' fault. They were already on television. They're already on my TV. They're already on my cable. Or, in my case, I cut the cord. I went with YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. It had what I needed, what I wanted. It was sufficient for me. And then I went, like you said, um, the, I understand the, the, the bundling. And I really like Comcast. I like Xfinity's broadband. I'm very happy with it. It's, <laughs> it's as reliable as I've ever gotten. So I did that, and I put all these things together. It's the Cubs' fault. It's the Cubs who are going to cost you money. Because... They're walking in saying, we demand this from Comcast. You pay us for this. Okay,
4: but why are they doing it? Why, why are they trying to make more money with the television network?
2: Because it's what they do. They run a business and they think they can get it. Uh huh. I don't know. All the money I, it costs to set up the network, couldn't they have paid Brian or Baez? Uh,
4: eventually, they're going to, hopefully, it's the idea is that you turn that into paying for ball players, like the Philadelphia Phillies just did. The Philadelphia Phillies television money just kicked in. And and what did they do? They when, went,
2: when did the network start? Back back us up.
4: Two and a half years ago.
2: That long ago? I
4: think so. Okay. I, I got to look the the the, the revenue okay. that they bring in. Um. Th- this this is a good comp because it didn't really start to hit. Um I, I let me check the timeline specifically but I know that they That sounds
2: about right. That they, sounds about what the Cubs had expected what right. Theo had said he could expect. So. They
4: they finally they started to be able to use that money and they signed Arietta then the next year they signed Bryce Harper. And they're going to they're going to keep going and keep going and they'll sign Aaron Nola probably to to a deal or whatever they'll sign their their guys but
2: yeah, the idea is eventually... Is you were going to say Arenado, ah. Arenola. There I am. Okay. Yeah. All right. But
4: I'll check the timeline on that because I think that's a pretty good comp for the way it's supposed to work.
2: I think you're right on that. And then the Dodger fan, half the Dodger fans can't watch their team. Yeah. They can't watch the World Series get stolen from them. Well, actually, they could. That was on Fox, so they could see that. But I, I, don't, I don't know. When I see $740 million being paid to, to improve Wrigley Field, the only thing that matters to me is a team on the field. I don't care about video boards. Mm-hmm. I don't care about more bars. I don't care about green space in Gallagher Way. That's all well and good. But your team on the field is the only thing that matters to me. I don't care about hotels and it's seven hundred and forty million dollars for whatever their overruns were. That would you could have Baez and Bryant signed. And I don't need money spent on on a network. They were just fine with me where they were.
4: So the Phillies signed their deal with Comcast Sportsnet in 2014. Uh, And then they started carrying the games in 2016. And then 2018 is when they really started to spend...
2: That was the Arietta signing? Yeah.
4: 2018 is the Arrieta signing, and then... 2019 is 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 Harper so that that was the timeline um, for the Phillies
2: so one of the things that um, Comcast is um, everybody's watching whatever Comcast does is um, the there's always a trigger there's there's a new a new floor possibility in deals that were signed say AT&T or Hulu live or any streaming service or any other carrier then, if Comcast gets a better deal than say AT and T had, yes, AT and T now gets that deal. Correct. So it's not just that the Cubs would lower their price for Comcast; they it would then be, lose money on all the deals they've already signed. If other companies did indeed have that clause, and there's no reason to think they didn't, but see, I'm I'm pretty prehistoric in this, and all that matters is the team. I don't need all the other crap. You're a billionaire. You got billions. The team on the field matters. Free agency matters. The team on the field matters. I don't care. I don't. I, I, I now I don't even need to watch the games. And in fact, here. Yeah, <laughs> I,
4: I mean, but that, but that, Steve, that, that's that's so. It, it's it's a simplistic approach, and you're smarter than that. You're
2: you're smarter than I that. I understand like, why a business would do that.
4: Yeah, I, I, a, right, you understand why a business would do that, especially a business that wants to traffic in the $200-plus payroll year after year after year after year after
2: year. Like, also, if you want to do that. I also understood I was there when Tribune Company took the games off Channel 9 and put them on CLTV that reached less than half the Chicagoland area. Hmm. And I heard about it. In fact, I was the subject of a vice president's meeting at Tribune Tower, really, because of what I had written when I was writing, <laughs> when I was writing "Hit and Run," and they made the decision. Boy, that's a good title for something. It is, it is, and nobody and George didn't think he should get sued for plagiarism when he started that radio show. <laughs> so, anyways, the uh, the the "Hit and Run" column feature saying good morning to somebody, and the Tribune Company decided to take Cubs games off WGN, and you could get them on CLTV. In its infancy, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and the Tribune was having the first game that was on CLTV was the day of a vice president's meeting at Tribune Tower on the twenty third, 24th floor. John Madigan and the rest of the, the goofs. And that was also the first game that Kerry Wood would pitch after his 20 strikeouts.
4: Ooh, he was good again that day, by the
2: way. And half of Chicago Cubs fans could not see it because yeah, it was not on. And I knew this would raise a stink. So I said, good morning, Carrie Wood. Catch you on CLTV, children learning television. <laughs> John Madigan took the sports section and threw it into the middle of the big oak table on the 24th floor wow. boardroom and said, I guess Mr. Rosenbloom is not happy with this ESOP plan, employee stock option program. Wow. So all that matters to him... See, that's gross. But that's it. Right. And all I see... So the parallels to this are some Cub fans might... I say might because maybe Comcast comes around. Maybe they strike a deal. It all works out. But having the Dodgers and having Tribune Company seeing what they do, and it's not about the fans. It's about whatever they can do for their bottom line. Everybody over there follow the money. Then I have reservations about it. And I might be like you said, giving me way too much credit for being smarter than that. Mm -hmm. I understand why businesses do that. I hate, maybe because I'm a cranky old man, I hate being upset as a sports fan. I've seen sports fans get upset when I I was younger, and I don't have it right now. Okay,
4: I I totally understand. Here's the thing. It's terribly timed for the Cubs from a PR perspective because they're freezing payroll-wise where they are, And talking about how they're not gonna go above the competitive balance tax, it's terribly timed. If this was two years ago when they went out and they spent Chatwood money, Darvish money, and (laughs) uh, right. That's an awful thought. And and Braden Morrow money, right? Right. Or if it was, say, next year when 65 million comes off the books and they're gonna go out and they're gonna get player A, B, or C and probably spend another uh, very large amount. I don't know for sure, but I think they will. If it was timed with that kind of offseason, then connecting the dots and saying this is the price of doing business as a big market behemoth is a lot easier. Right now is a terrible time for them as a public relations entity to, to connect those dots for people.
2: But unsaid, but we all understand, not just not going into the free agent market, but doing it with the team that missed the playoffs. And having regressed every year Absolutely. since the World Series, having having failed, backslide, 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 backslide.
4: Having spent one year too long with a manager, in from in in my in my opinion having um, having tried and failed to extend some players, mm-hmm. having some of their players underperform and not be as good as they thought they were going to be, having admitted failure as a drafting organization and moved Jason McLeod to a new role. Mm-hmm. You know, all those kind of things. It, it adds up to a terrible public moment. As you're also saying, please understand the anxiety that might come with not being able to see us for a little
2: while. And it's going to cost you more money if you can. Yep. And now it may not be a significant amount, but it's still going to cost you more money. It's aggravating, and there's some people who are already the price of cable in bundling and 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 whatever you're dealing with. It's like it might not be the two dollars a month is that much. Some people, some people, it might be. But let's say, but it's the idea of it that may be exasperating. And then you got my and Comcast might worry how many more people might cut the cord. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're going to. Rickett said, call Comcast and tell them to carry it. Right, and I, he was a bit. It seemed to be sort of offhand. He wasn't pounding the table saying, "You've got to call Comcast," because really, you got half of half of LA calling the what, time Warner. RC, RC Time Warner, whatever it is, RCN. I didn't know who it was, but calling them saying, "Carry it," and what has that gotten you? Nothing. You're still not getting the games. They don't want to raise prices. They don't want to pay the fee that that is being demanded. And I wondered because it struck me because I can be evil if. If Tom Ricketts thinks it might work to have Cub fans call Xfinity mm-hmm. to lobby them to get the Cubs carry marquee, then wouldn't it behoove White Sox fans to call Mar- call Comcast and say, don't carry marquee? <laughs> I don't want to pay more for a team I hate. I don't want this to go up. But they represent part of what Comcast hesitation is. <laughs> there are people who don't want to see marquee network, who won't go near it. but. Well, could White Sox fans mount I don't, that I don't,
4: kind of rally? I don't think that has anything to do with Comcast hesitancy. You, you think really that Comcast is thinking? You know, some people do not want to see the Cubs. No, they're they're just trying to save as much oh, money as possible.
2: I understand, the, because but they, but the they volume, also realize that some people aren't gonna watch it. Yeah, but 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 I'm not paying more for for Bravo and 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 I'm not watching. Oh, uh, what is it? Is no, nah, that's not where Project Runway is. Right? It was. It was where Top it was. Show. It was, right. it was, yeah. But that's the idea. But this is definitely the sports tier. Costs more. They keep adding to it, and 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 they add to the cost. But I wonder, could White Sox fans call Comcast and say, "Don't you add that?" I don't want Marquee. I don't want to pay more money. <laughs> Certainly not for that team. That's the Rosie I expected to work <laughs> with today. That's the
4: guy right there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I just
2: thought I'd bring that. On. So just that's as the a, new, as a question
4: uh, that that's the new, uh, the new, the new, like response to the attendance bash, right? If Cub fans are going to bash the attendance of, uh, of White Sox games, White Sox fans. Say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call Comcast. Right?
2: If Tom Ricketts thinks it's going to work, yeah, and we know it doesn't work because <laughs> otherwise they would be on and the Dodgers would be on in L.A. everywhere they could get them. You know what? You know what's an interesting question? I
4: I, I don't know. I'm sure this is this happened, but if you're a Dodger fan, on the one hand, you're pissed off because you can't see him and you've been pissed off at this for a while. Right. On the other hand, they keep making financial commitments like they just made to trade four mookie bets. They signed AJ Pollock last year and he's like going about sixth in their lineup or seventh or whatever. They keep signing guys, keep doing what they do. What are you happy with that as a Dodger fan because that that what is it 5 billion dollars or whatever, 7 billion dollars whatever that that TV deal was. That's a big part of why they're able to stay right where they are payroll wise they've won what Seven straight divisions, so you're balancing that as a Dodger fan. And how do you how do you feel about it? That, well, that's the dream because that's the good PR scenario.
2: We know how. They, first of all, the Dodgers got the money. It's up to whoever cut the deal to try to get it on to, to try to get their money back by getting carriage rates that would that would pay them back for what they paid the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So the Doyers got their money. the The way Dodger fans have reacted is they lead the league in attendance. More fans show up. Now, it might only be in the third inning. They leave in the seventh. They go catch an Still Uber. Still counts. They catch an Uber down at the Sunset um, Sunset Boulevard entrance. Mm-hmm. But they are there for those four or five innings. And then there's tail and you get your dog your dog, and then you go home. But they lead the league in attendance. Yeah, they. That's a. That's the best way to see the game. That for half the half of Los Angeles. <laughs> that's it. By the way, I saw. Oh, my god I can't and I forgot the name of it out of long shot you have to I know I always talk about documentaries here I've been watching so many as I've been recovering from hip surgery
4: long shot is the one where with the guy who's accused of a crime is aided Not, is, is 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 aided by miraculous television happenstance right
2: by Larry David and curb your enthusiasm give it away. No, but it's what it's, it's going to show. Up. If you watch it's the trailer, 30, it's, it's like thirty nine minutes or something. Yes, yeah. it's worth it. You it's did, great. Even if you know what's coming, Agreed. I had I had come across and said, "You've got to be kidding me! You've got to be kidding me!" It's fabulous, it is. So I would I would watch that. Going to a going to a game is a thing you do with your kids, as this guy did, and that's the way it goes. All right, today on Saturday, Suckage. Who would start us off better than David Schuster? He'll be here at 1140, talk some Bulls who have, had, according to BasketballReference.com, they have a 1% chance of making the playoffs. 1%. That's a, that that's high. Was, it was, I'll oh, take the under. It was at like a 13% about a month ago or something. Yeah. But they've certainly had things happen. I, at noon, yeah. Eldon Ham, the Scores legal expert, will be here. I can't wait to talk about the Houston Astros scandal because... They're being sued by a ball player whose career was ended by the banging, the sign stealing scandal. Mm -hmm. And Eldon sees this guy winning this in a big way.
4: Mike Balsinger. And um it's funny, Evan Marshall mentioned him on Inside the Clubhouse today. It's a buddy of his. Bolsinger has become one of the poster children. Um boy, that was a great band back in the day, the poster children. Poster but, children. But he's become one of and it was, uh, but he's become one of the guys who you think about in terms of career ruined by Astros, potentially.
2: And Eldon likes the chances, and there's some back backstory on Jim Crane that I didn't understand uh, that explains some of the arrogance yes. and some of the push to this. So this will be wonderful stuff from our, uh, our legal expert. And at 1 o'clock, one of the best stories you're ever going to hear, a continuation. Is this part two of Matt Spiegel goes to Shula's Joe's? And we're not talking about the bar, we're talking about... Shoeless Joe's home. In yeah, South Carolina. It,
4: it, it really it really is. But it's really a story of uh, of baseball love and how you go from being a bartender in, in Wrigleyville to being the proprietor of a, a legendary baseball players home and
2: museum. And this sounds so like a movie. So I mean, if you were to write that, that's that's the start of it. Right. Here's yep. OK. What's your pitch? Well. A uh, Chicago bartender at a popular bar in Wrigleyville goes to a sleepy South Carolina home of a banned baseball player. Just awesome. Wow. That sounds pretty good. He'll be part of a documentary someday, won't he? So we're going to do that at 1 o'clock. Uh, we will uh, take you up to, till 2 o'clock. We'll be here today. I thought we'd be here only till 155. There's supposed to be a Cubs game. It got moved. Uh, following us will be Every Mother's Son with her 1967 hit, Come On Down to My Boat Baby did you ever look at a picture of them by the way no you should yeah look them up and the bears signed somebody i just want you i'm gonna read to you what this guy has done what this guy brings to the bears and you'll go why but we'll do that and other nonsense after this saturday suckage steve rosenblum Matt spiegel chicago sports radio 670 the score call from mom answer it call silenced Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Matt Spiegel with you. Chicago Sports Radio, 7 score. Saturday Suckage, and in keeping with Saturday Suckage. As I thought the Bears had signed somebody, his name had popped up, Devonte Bond. He's still here, sort of. I'm late on this. They had signed him earlier. And, and so I wanted to just... Devontae it, Bond? Uh-huh. Don't know him. He's signed by the Buccaneers, drafted by the Buccaneers. In 2016. Okay. Got hurt. Hamstring injury. I shouldn't laugh at injuries, but this is going to be a recurring theme. So he finally got to play in 2017. He had a tackle a week after he was activated. In 2018, he was placed on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was on September 1st. On September 11th, 2018, he was waived in an injury settlement. On October 17th, he was re-signed by the Buccaneers. This is all in 2018. Wow. 2019, he was re-signed by the Buccaneers in March. In October, he was released by the Buccaneers. Oh, boy. <laughs> he was suspended four weeks for the NFL for violating the performance-enhancing drugs policy on October 18th, 2019. Okay. He was reinstated in November 12th. The Bears signed him a month later. He's a linebacker. And it coincided with Roquan Smith's injury. And this is what this is what they're they're doing. I don't All right, I, so,
4: and, and now I, we just signed I, a deal for 645 grand, right?
2: Yeah. So he, they, he he had been here, I guess they liked what he saw. They are they drug testing him every week. Wouldn't you do that if you were the team? First of all, you're t- anybody gets busted and it serves a, you know, a four-game Pinch for four games. I don't know if the team can do that. I certainly would want to. Here, I want to see if you're good. You have to wait for the league to do it randomly. Even though the league doesn't do it randomly,
4: I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. If the teams drug test on their own, I certainly be would safe. want.
2: I would certainly would want to, but it, you it, probably it, can't. Instead of the
4: alternative being, "Hey, you're going to test clean, right?" <laughs> Why, yes, sir, I am. Okay, good, good talk. Oops. <laughs> Let's move forward. Glad we discussed that. I feel better.
2: Ryan, do you feel better? Yes,
4: right. Oh, I feel great. So I do feel think, really good.
2: Do you think that the extra playoff team that we're going to watch? Gets Ryan Pace closer to getting fired or unfortunately extending his time as Bears GM?
4: That's a great question because it puts more pressure, as I've been thinking about it, it puts more pressure on teams, right? Like, if you can't make the playoffs when seven get in from the conference, what the hell's wrong with you?
2: Right. Now, that would be a normal front office
4: response. It should we don't,
2: be. We don't see a normal front office up with Sweaty Teddy and George and whatever Virginia. Yeah, you
4: mean above the front office. Normal ownership response. Whatever. Like, how dare you not make
2: yes. the playoffs? Seven of us get in? Well, I consider Ted and George um, front office because... The only ownership that matters is Virginia, so they they might as well be Ryan Pace. They they they're not ownership. George is not ownership. Virginia's ownership. That's the way it works for me. Well, I I, when she gets pissed, something happens.
4: Yeah, but I, I mean, but it's like who's who's evaluating Ryan Pace. Virginia is not, you know, yeah. just sitting there looking over everything and evaluating. Apparently,
2: nobody is, because if somebody was evaluating them, they wouldn't let him choose another quarterback.
4: Well, this is this is the main issue with the Bears. All the lo and behold, all these many years. <laughs> yes.
2: that's why there's been a call for a football czar
4: for a long time, uh, and understandably so, because do you trust the the modified accountant Ted Phillips from Arthur Anderson? Um, you, the bean counter, do you t- trust him or do you trust George who came over from what? Fan services?
2: Ticket. Ticketing. Ticket. Ticketing. Ticket office manager.
4: Those are the guys. Those are the guys like, what, uh, what kind of a job do we think Ryan Pace has done? I don't well, know. As- Ted, what do you think?
2: Ask Virginia.
4: I liked football for a while. I still do. All right. Good so talk. Do you
2: think? <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my Ted Phillips talk. <laughs> so do you think it makes it easier to fire him or not? Do you think it hastens his departure before he chooses another quarterback or extends his time to get a do-over? And yeah. remember, he could have had a, he had a get out of Jay free card when he could have cut him here during the honeymoon period and didn't. didn't. He paid Glennon. He now traded up and might be facing paying Trubisky, the Jared Goff disaster. No way. No Why?
4: No way they're going to pay, what? Mitch.
2: No way. Okay, he traded up to take the, old, the 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 worst of the three quarterbacks in the first round.
4: I think you have the clarity that you don't pay Mitch now. I, I wanted clarity. You and I might. Oh, I I I think that hell he didn't even say they were going to pick up the option. Remember, and they haven't picked up the option. They did it immediately with Leonard Floyd and said so. Yep. yep. So no, they 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 know. They know they can't pay Mitch. At the very at the very least, they know
2: that. is the number. Here's Kevin in Palatine. Kevin, welcome to The Score. Hey, guys. How are
4: you? Good. So between 2012 and 2018, 11 million Americans have cut cord. Over the last 12 months, that has gone up by 40%. Comcast, DirecTV, all these people, this is going to go the way of Blockbuster and bookstores. And so Comcast can be
0: as selfish and as, you know, whatever they want right now. It took me three minutes to sign up for Hulu Plus. I called Comcast, canceled my movie channels. I'm saving eight bucks a month. Rosie, it's not that hard. You're being a jag just to be a jag. Speaks is right.
4: Have a great day.
2: Well, I already told you I cut my cord I cut the cord and I don't care if I get him or not. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Thank you, Kevin. We appreciate you getting your panties in a bunch. What do
4: you think about the epitaph? Um, one day if I'm lucky enough to be at your funeral, Steve. Uh being a JAG just to be a JAG
2: <laughs> yeah. on the stone. Right. Thank you. It's a job description.
4: Hi, Marty in Highland Park. How
0: are you? <laughs> Fellas, hi.
4: I think you're, you're missing a key point here, and that's the political angle. Uh, I don't want to give money voluntarily to Sinclair Network, this right-wing um, dispenser of, of fake news. And I've never seen a major league franchise as re- as in the pocket of the political right wing as I'm seeing the Cubs.
2: Yeah, all that's true. Yes, that's true. It's raised uh, it's raised a quite a bit of uh, problem. At, thanks, Marty. Appreciate the call. It's raised quite a bit of. Um, there were questions raised, and there was some consternation when Todd threw a fundraiser at Wrigley Field, and you know. Theo doesn't necessarily agree with Todd's politics. And there you're left with something that is that is sort of like an unflushed toilet there with that whole idea.
4: Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how much of the the political uh, connection or, or the ideology is is a factor. Some in, people in, it is. It, right. Well, no. But I mean, in, in from the Cubs perspective and teaming up, here's what I do know. That Sinclair, from a business perspective, is investing heavily in sports RSNs and baseball RSNs, while most companies are not. And I don't know if they're doing this. What do they know? I don't don't know. What do they think? They see some kind of market inefficiency, and they're buying up a lot of these RSNs um, Verizon was just trying to sell like four of them and it fell through. But the main buyer who they were trying to sell to was Sinclair. I think Sinclair owns like 16 or 17 of them. Remember when Fox Sports, they, they all kind of blew apart and they all became available. Sinclair bought up a ton of them. And, and, and so th- they believe they're doing something. They're getting in with in a, in a business that a lot of people are getting out of. So I, I don't know what their angle is, but I know that from a business perspective, they certainly are taking that angle
2: so one one thought that occurs to me is any monopoly is a good monopoly, and then how do you monetize it?
4: I'm sure that right that's the kind of stuff that's going on that's okay. the kind of thought process
2: all right well, you keep thinking on that and um we'll put your mind at ease by bringing in the
4: those are regional sports networks by the way r s n yes r s
2: n all right we'll um we'll take a break when we come back we'll uh'll we'll, we'll bring you down and we'll be left to wonder about why the Bulls even have 1% chance of making the playoffs. We'll talk to David Schuster. They play the Suns. This is a winnable game, but do you really want them to win? Are we to a point where you and you and Maddie Tankathon, where are used to good tank wins, if that's where we should be going? I, I got to tell you, um,
4: I was there the other night on Thursday night. Well, you were the one. I Yeah, me and four family members. That was... The most dead atmosphere of a sporting event I've been to in a long time.
2: All right, well, you you and David can relive it. <laughs> He's Matt Spiegel. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Sounds fun. Chicago Sports Radio is accepting like, the score. Welcome in. Welcome back. We are in the missing Schuster formation. In advance of David Schuster's visit, the Bulls play the uh, Suns tonight. They host the Suns on the west side. Good sections still available. <laughs> the And I went to this in honor of you. Yeah. Tankathon, right? Tankathon.com. And this is so perfect. This is so perfect. Tell me. It's just that what pops up on the screen is the simulated lottery and the Bulls have the 7th pick. Oh. The Bulls have the 7th pick. And they're using it on point guard Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State. Point guard. From I- Iowa State. Iowa State. I mean, this is like Tankathon is now trolling us.
4: Yeah. Speaking of Iowa State. You can sit here and hit the Sim Lottery button as much as you want. I just got 7th, 4th, 7th again, uh, ninth, and 3rd. Oh, there's one. 3rd, whatever. Last year was the year. Last year was the year that mm-hmm. they needed to be as bad as possible and get either Zion or John Morant, and they were what? They were slated. They were fourth worst, and then the lottery came and they came up seventh.
2: Whatever, it's always going to be seventh.
4: And man, Kobe White is just—he's—he's he's lost.
2: Yes, and I don't know what they've done to him. They've—they've they've broken him. But but the idea that that. Jim Boylan calls timeouts with three seconds to go and a 20-point loss to try to have a, an ATO to teach somebody and he'll never stop teaching and he'll never apologize for that. And why hasn't Kobe White gotten better? I'm watching this And game. isn't that as criminal an indictment of the coach as the front office being indicted yeah. for giving $36 million to Cristiano Felicio?
4: You, you know, the thing with Kobe White, and, and it absolutely is um, on boiling because I'm watching that Charlotte team the other night and they're they're nothing special, mm-hmm. right? A couple interesting young players were the stars of that game for them. Not Devontae Graham, the Kansas guard who was in the three-point contest, but Malik Monk, very talented shooter and scorer out of Kentucky, and Miles Bridges, right? Uh, Miles Bridges, mm-hmm. uh, Michigan State kid. And they both looked like basketball players, like guys trying to score. Just comfortable like playing their game, attacking the basket, taking shots, doing whatever.
2: They didn't look like they'd regress to you?
4: They didn't look like they were caught between knowing what to do and trying to please a coach and being uh, flummoxed and confused. <laughs> and then there's Kobe White, who looked so awkward, as he has for so much of of this year, and it's just, it's just gross, because, because he's the the number one scorer in the history of North Carolina basketball. The number one scorer in the history of that state's the state. high school.
2: yeah, The not, state! He scored, more, scored
4: the... more points in high school than any player in the history of that state. He's a scorer. So attack and score, and he's frozen in confusion, and I absolutely put a lot of that on Boylan.
2: Let's see if David Schuster does too.
4: Hi, Mr. David.
0: Hey, guys. I'm sorry. I lost a little track of time. I was on the phone with Comcast. Have you ever tried calling Comcast and you get, you know, run through the ringer of all their different machinations to try and talk to a human being?
2: Yes. Right. And did you complain that you can't get marquee? Is that why you were calling them?
0: (laughs) No, that's not why I was calling them. Were you calling them (laughs) this...
2: To say that you don't want marquee because you don't want your your uh, monthly price to go up.
0: What my two dollars and forty cents? Yeah, um, sure. No, yeah. that's that's not why I called them. Okay. But there's, uh, I'll just leave it at that. It's it's an act of God to talk to a human being at Comcast. It's, it just is.
2: David Schuster joins us on the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park, and we were discussing why hasn't Kobe White gotten better? In fact, he looks worse.
0: Well, you know, and, and Bill Winnington and I are in agreement on this one. I just don't think he's a point guard. That's for starters. There's nothing wrong with what he is. And I heard what you just said, Maddie. He's a scorer. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having a scorer on your roster. But he doesn't There's even a... look, David, he doesn't even look comfortable being a scorer. Like they're
4: not asking him to or they don't want him to or whatever. It's like just freaking go out there and ball up. You're a terrible team. What the hell? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm not going to argue that. And honestly, we were all a little surprised the other day when they decided to start uh, Archie Diacono, who's not even 100%. I mean, what what do you got to lose at this point? Throw the kid out there, meaning Kobe White, and let's just see what he can do, honestly, with all these injuries. Let let him play. But I'm going to say this again. He's not a point guard. And, and you know, I've seen enough basketball to think I know what I'm talking about. Nothing wrong with having him on your roster. There's a lot of guys who've made long careers, even coming off the bench as scorers, I mean, Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams, one of the best ever, Vinny Johnson, who won two NBA championships, coming off the bench and scoring a lot of points and winning games in the fourth quarter. So there's nothing wrong with having a guy like that on your roster. I got a feeling that, you know what, he's being pulled and tugged by so many different uh, directions on what he should and what he shouldn't be doing that it's probably confusing him at this point. But you're right, they should just throw him out there and let him play basketball. I think.
2: I think you're right. I'm not sure why they're doing that, and I know that it's, it's It seems to me that's an indictment of of Jim Boylan, as, as much as as signing Cristiano Felicio for that kind of money is an indictment of the front office. What's really missing for me with Kobe White is before we even get to the point about scoring and the points that energy he brought such a jolt to the floor when he would come when he would get on the floor. He brought such a jolt to the team it was electric, yep. and now maybe it's. A, I've seen players think instead of react, and and whatever they're telling him to do has done, first of all, he can't do it, and second of all, he can't even do now what he used to be able to do well. You're really screwing up this kid. That's criminal. Yeah, he,
0: yeah he's regressing. I don't think there's any question, you know, certainly over the last, I don't know, 10 games, give or take. Yeah, earlier in the season, there. what was that, one quarter where he, he had in the third or fourth quarter, seven for the game, and he's had other games where, you know, he can get really hot. And like I said, there's a role there's a, there's a role for a guy like that in the NBA on every single team. For whatever reason, he hasn't done it lately. I don't know if he's not 100%. Maybe he's hit the rookie wall. I mean, he's played more games, obviously, already this season than he ever has in his lifetime. So who knows what's really going on, but he's definitely not progressing and that is a problem with the coaching.
4: David, um, what are your thoughts on the reports that we got from both Cowley and KC and then eventually others, too, that the Bulls spent the All-Star weekend poking around, going through back channels, trying to find somebody to be uh, a GM under John Paxson, um, and that that move might happen this upcoming offseason. Makes sense?
0: Oh, absolutely. It makes sense. And we even talked about that right here last Saturday, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. So it's no revelation. I mean, that's what's going to happen. They're going to move the the uh, chairs around the table. It's not going to be that radical. Yes, they will bring in somebody. It will be a younger let's say an assistant general manager for one of the franchises currently around the NBA, somebody who's going to elevate to the next step as a general manager who will have a certain amount of power. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of negotiated power that person has. John Paxson, we talked about this last week also, he'll still be there. He's a team player. I don't think he'll have any problem and he'll be part of, the selection committee, if you will, who goes out and gets this person. So will, so we'll Doug Collins, and obviously, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf will have the, and along with Michael Reinsdorf, will have the ultimate decision-making uh, ability here. But yeah, they're going to bring in somebody. I can only hope that somebody has a lot of connections himself around the league that might be able to help bring in some free agents or maybe some other talent in the front office. That's that's the hope here.
2: All right. Well, we'll see. I don't know if you still got every everybody else in charge, and you still got the same people who ultimately, ultimately making the decision that you have now. I don't. I don't know who who takes this. I would never want to join a club that would have John Paxson as a member. Is that kind of thinking? Because this has not worked for for the last ten years. Everybody gets a get out of fail free card when it comes to Derrick Rose's injury. And yet the people, or at least one of the guys in charge of that, his vision is still there. I don't know who takes that. That's why this rumor about Chad Buchanan in uh, Indiana
4: Mm -hmm. is interesting Mm -hmm. because he's been able to work with Kevin Pritchard, who is his boss there and was his boss other places. So one of the things he's good at is working under somebody. That's part of the thought process, Somebody
2: he respects, somebody he's got a good relationship with.
4: Yeah. Okay. So that'd be the we idea. Do,
2: but I know that ideal. Yeah. Sure. That's that's the goal. We don't know. I have no so, idea what that what that connection is with Paxson.
0: So, so Rosie, if I'm reading you correctly, and I know I am, you just want John Paxson to go off into the sunset. That's what you want.
2: I do think it's a more attractive job if whoever gets the job he reports directly to whatever random Reinsdorf is in charge that day. That well, I think you get a me- better quality of candidate, smarter candidates. Will say no. I'm not going to talk to the guy you think you're replacing, but you're not really replacing because he's still here.
0: Well, it seems to be working with the White Sox, and since it's working with the White Sox, at least going into this season, you know, the Kenny Williams elevation and, and Rick Hahn doing what he's been doing in conjunction with with Kenny Williams. By the way, you know, if it worked, you know, supposedly it worked on one side of town. I guess Jerry Reinstorf's going to model the same thing with his other team. That's okay. what seemingly is going to happen.
2: Kenny Williams. Generally manage the White Sox to a world championship. John Paxson hasn't even gotten to a final round. There's a big difference.
0: Okay, well, you know, I'll tell Pax that you want him to take a permanent vacation. I'll see him later today, I'm sure. I'm
2: sure you will. All right. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thanks, David. See you guys. David,
2: tonight, David will be here for the Bulls pregame, postgame. I think 545 is a pregame, and they're playing the Suns, and it'll be here at halftime to we'll talk to Bill Wennington, and postgame, talk to Bill Wennington. It's all Bill Wennington all the time. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, the Astros scandal has created all sorts of this. This will be never-ending, which much to the chagrin of Jim Crane, who arrogantly thought it would go away, and it's not going to, and that's great. And including, there includes there, there inclu- the lawsuit that has now been, has now included Jim Crane's name, specifically named the owner of the Astros by a player whose career was ended by the Astros sign stealing scandal. We'll bring you a legal expert who says the player, Mike Bolsinger, has a good chance of winning this, and I can't imagine what the damages might be.